What's up, everybody? Welcome to A Bit Unraveled Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Hansinger. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of A Bit Unraveled. Happy to have you back for another week. Super excited for this guest this week. Uh, She is a good friend of mine who I know through improv uh, here in L.A. We've been on the same team for many, many years now. She's also a successful working actress with recurring roles on The Mindy Project uh, and The Guest Book and plenty of other roles along with it, uh, as well as a writer and independent creator. So happy to have this guest on. Please welcome to the podcast, Tipper Newton. Hi. Why, hello. Hi, Ryan. How, How are, you? are you? Good. I'm mean, fine. 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 How are you? I'm good. You look great. Thanks. Yeah, this is so what? great. We're both, you too. We're both. We both look great. We're both good. We got. Yeah, we're zooming. We're having the. You know, it's it's weird to connect this way these days, but that's uh, that's where we're at. I know. It almost looks like the picture behind you is a fake background, but it's not. It's because you know, it's just on the wall. Yeah. No, it's just it's it's real. That's that is solid IKEA decoration. Oh wow. <laughs> Very that nice. Is, that uh, that is something we went and bought from IKEA, and was like, "That looks awesome. It'll look great on the wall." And got it to the car, and it wouldn't quite fit in the car, so we had to stick like one corner out of each window to try oh. to get it home. And wait, how big is that thing? Uh, it's it's uh, it's like just wider than um, like a small Chevy Cruze. If that puts wow they're like i don't know <laughs> i'm not it's, familiar it's, with the size of the cruise but it's, it's not quite uh in inches um that's how i measure <laughs> things uh i measure things in trunk space and um yeah but it's great you got it home we got it home though we, yeah, most we, didn't, thing. we didn't have to put it on the roof we made it work yeah um yeah so it's good it's good um well yeah it's but it's it's great to see you um we haven't seen each other in person in god probably two or three years now i know oh yeah because crazy you was the last time i saw you at your like going away party i think so because we were so we were gonna do a show like that first week i got back but i think i think most like about half of us were just tied up in other things i think you and chris might have been like you know you guys you know have a lot going on so you end up missing that one and thinking hey yeah we'll see it's the next one yeah. and then the pandemics hit so oh my gosh that's crazy yeah, yeah. i guess it, that it has been a couple of years yeah. it just seems like yesterday it does though it doesn't it doesn't feel like that long at all which is nice um because yeah. we, we had moved away for two years yeah and everybody when we come back is just like it feels like we weren't gone much at all, you know, which is nice to be able to come back and kind of get back into a rhythm of things and, you know, feel like we didn't miss a whole lot. So that's cool. Um, but you've had a ton going on, which is nice. Um, for, for those listening and stuff, uh, Tipper and I uh, know each other from our improv group, Cat Bath. Um, we met through UCB classes. Uh, I think our second I think it, I was talking with Chris about this too. I think it was the second level that we met. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't, I almost feel like 
I think I knew Chad from the first level. Like maybe me and Chad were in the same class, or maybe we all met the second. Maybe, I can't maybe you mean? Yeah, I don't know. Because I thought I met Chad in the first one, so maybe. Oh. Maybe you, me, and maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. But it was early on. Um, that was literally like within the first couple months of me moving to LA. Yeah. When was I mean? Was this like that, ten years ago or something? It was over ten years. It yeah, was like that's ten years crazy. ago now. Yeah. Um. Which I moved, I don't, I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm curious as what your timeline was, because I moved here in, I think, August or September 2009 mm -hmm. from Virginia. And then, I, now, had you been out here long I've before? Been, no, we, I've lived here 12 years. Okay, yeah. So, so about so 2008 i guess so maybe it was like 11 years ago we did the class i'm because yeah. i don't think i did the classes right when i moved here but like sure. pretty soon so yeah and now if you're from nebraska yeah i'm from omaha omaha yeah and uh and cool and then i saw you went to you went to school in chicago for film correct yeah so yeah i went to college in chicago and you know was there for four years yeah was was like if now because you went for film was that like what side of things did you see yourself on when you started that path were you were you more always geared towards being in front of the camera or were you kind of trying to get to know all sides and, and kind of take on the independent creator side of things um it was it was always kind of both i mean because yeah. i just love movies and everything so um i always you know wanted to write and make stuff and also act yeah so, um yeah and so f for me it was i guess uh, weirdly i didn't ever think about like oh i'm gonna go to school and study acting i was always thinking about studying film yeah finding a place for that yeah cool that's super cool yeah i know i went to i ended up going to school and stumbling into comedy i chose my college as, as i've mentioned on this podcast before because they had a sketch comedy group <laughs> and then that's the only reason i i didn't know why i was going to school uh i didn't know what degree i was chasing i ended up doing communications and then uh and then i i was like oh they have a sketch comedy group i will go here and um and then found myself like getting interested in the film side of things through that because we started recording digital sketches and digital shorts. Um, so I kind of found my way into the tech side of things that way. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, it, 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 I think it's nice to be well-rounded though and kind of know both sides of things. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because, you know, I done I did like plays in high school and stuff and then when I went to college, I didn't look at, I didn't even never think about trying out for the plays in college or doing any of that at all. Um, and I sort of made friends, you know, in Chicago, it's smaller than like a place like LA where there's only like, you know, uh, maybe four movie theaters that if you're like a movie buff or whatever you go and you see, see the same people over and over again right um and so i actually ended up making a like friends that way who you would just like see them at the movies and be like oh hey how's it going oh that's and cool. um 
uh, I met uh, this guy, Joe Swanberg, who's like a successful filmmaker now. Um, yeah. And he's from Chicago. And he, I met him going to the movies. And I knew that he had had like a, a film play at South by Southwest. And one time he was just like, oh, hey, I'm making a new movie. Do you want to be in it? And I was like, sure, okay. Um, and so then I ended up with that movie he made. We went to a bunch of festivals and I got to meet like a ton of different people who um, I'm still friends with now. Um, yeah. And that, it, that was kind of like the only acting sort of thing I did in college. Um, that's, that's not a bad only acting thing you did in college. I just no, did this no. one thing, went to a ton of festivals. And uh, <laughs> um, what was like the biggest festival that one went to? I think at the time it would have been South by Southwest, which yeah. I think is it's a big festival. It is. I think it's a lot different now. I haven't been there in a while, but the last time I and went, nobody like, has. Yeah. <laughs> I think they just right. canceled I, it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the time it was, it was so big, but a lot yeah. smaller. And I mm. went like a few years ago and I was like, Oh, whoa, this is way different. Um, just the scope of things is they have all this, like, all the tech side of things now, which I don't think yeah. they had at the time, at the time, but um, yeah, I don't yeah. know where I was going with that. Super, but, oh, that's super cool. Yeah, that was just kind of like the. It was funny because when I was in school in the film classes, they were kind of really focused on being like, um, okay, you know, you need all these crew people, you need all this stuff to like make films and blah blah blah. And, and in my head, I'm like, well, that's not true. I have all these people I just met at festivals who literally, like, were just picking up a camera and doing it. Yeah, totally. And um, and so I, I'm glad that I had that sort of, like, perspective on that. Because everybody at school was, like, saying, this is how you do it. You need a big truck with a bunch of gear. And yeah. I'm like, uh, not really. I'm seeing all these other people make movies without that. Totally. And it's more and more, like even over like the last 10 years, as everything's mm -hmm. going digital and like you can shoot so much on your own um, and not need so many people. Um, yeah. That's cool. And speaking of festivals, I noticed you also had, uh, you were in Sundance like two years ago, right? For oh. crude oil? Yeah, I acted in a movie that yeah. um, showed there, and that yeah. was really exciting. Yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, you've had you've had like some awesome success lately, and it's it's super exciting to see. Uh, and that's just like starting off the festivals and stuff. And then, I mean, uh, I mean, the nuts not even mentioning your like recurring roles on Mindy Project, which is awesome, uh, and then uh, you know recurring on the guest book and. 911 now and stuff like you've had all kinds of stuff uh these last few years and it's been awesome to kind of catch up and watch some of this stuff um and yeah I was, I was talking a little bit to chris on about the mindy project and stuff because i had him on uh, a few weeks back um which was cool but i guess like you kind of caught he was saying you caught mindy's eyes pretty early like almost independently of the traditional like auditioning and stuff it sounds like is that right um well actually no i the, it was the first season they were 
making that show and yeah. I just went in for an audition for it. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Before the cool. show was even on air, it was, you know, they were casting the pilot or whatever. Yeah. And, um, I got down to, it was between me and two other people for one, a part on the show. Right. Um, and so it was the first time I had to do like the whole like testing thing. Mm -hmm. um and then you know i ended up not getting it um oh okay yeah because this was yeah i didn't get it and um then what the show was on i can't remember was it seven seasons total so uh i think chris maybe had joined writing them during the third or fourth season i can't remember yeah and then, um and then yeah a part ended up showing up um that they were like, oh, yeah, Tipper could do this. And that was, I guess, the sixth season. And I was on the sixth and seventh. I can't remember what was the last. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I'm thinking, uh, I, say I should that. know. I was on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I feel like I just looked at it, but now I'm, now yeah. I'm, I can't remember. I might have been season, yeah, seven. And then I, I think it was season seven. And I watched episode 10 most recently. Uh, which was when you had to come and deliver the bad news and stuff. Uh, but it's so fun to watch some of your stuff because you're so Thanks. you're so you in your work, which is cool. Um, but it's it's a, it's a funny story to like that it came back around and like to miss that first thing and then yeah. be like, oh man, I didn't get it. And then it's it's crazy how that stuff comes back around though. Um, you know, you get on the radar and and they're like, all right, we liked her, we want to get her back in. Yeah, it was definitely um great yeah, yeah I mean, it's it was, awesome yeah it's cool yeah yeah um but it is fun like you you are you're, you're very much yourself uh on screen which is always cool to watch different people because you know there are like I, there are people who uh i don't know you, you put on more of a mask or try to be this certain thing and, I, and it's fun to see what i know is a tipper from like us doing improv and stuff and seeing that translate to like on screen stuff which is always fun <laughs> Um, and it's, it's neat to watch, especially like across different types of roles, you know, like it's, you still, I was like, oh, it's still Tipper. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's neat to see. Um, and it's interesting. Cause like, I feel like we've been talking a lot. Uh, I've been talking with some other actors and stuff recently about like people finding niches and stuff like that. And you got to fit into a niche and this and that. And I was wondering like where you, where your thoughts were on that kind of thing. Cause I almost feel like you don't niche yourself. Um, yeah, I think like, I, I mean, that's a good question. Cause I don't know, I guess I kind of tried to avoid it or maybe yeah. like, um, I've tried to like, force myself into maybe like a different niche than maybe you would normally put me in maybe that's what i'm thinking yeah um w was that ever a conversation though you've had with like with reps and stuff along the way of like hey we we see you as this do you want to and, and ever like being try to push into a niche because like just for example for the people who don't know like i mean you've played a receptionist on the Mindy project, you played the badass roller girl, you played, uh, you know, you played the rock star Roxy glass, uh, and then like the, the lazy stripper and like the guest <laughs> who's like just on the couch <laughs> napping half the time. No, but like, I feel like that's a, a 
pretty decent range of of character where no one's like yeah you're just the receptionist person you know what i mean or you're um but yeah i didn't know was that like ever a conversation where where people initially tried to get you into that stuff and then you break out or was that kind of just like hey i'm gonna be me and we'll figure out where we fit in um no i guess there was never really conversation i think it was one of those things where it's like uh they i think they understood like i mean i think i do have like a couple different types that i like to play or that i feel like i'm stronger at and i think um my reps or whatever are on the same page Mm -hmm. so um i think you know i always kind of see like oh i can play sort of that like uh little bit like naive quirky type which is like um the stripper or the receptionist and then i also really like doing the sort of more like spunky a little bit tough type which mm-hmm. is like you know the roxy glass or the roller derby person or that sort of thing right and so yeah i think my agents and stuff kind of know what i like and what i fit into so i will get like a lot of similar roles to audition for in that way but you know i'm always excited about those ones i mean yeah sometimes i'll get stuff that'll be like way different like you know this uh, suburban mom or something and then which is not does not come as like natural to me and i'm like okay well how do i make this me you know yeah and i and i feel like you do a great job of that because it would be easy to get some of these roles and like you, you do have you have such a great like big personality and quirky personality and it's cool to watch like the stuff you do and even when it, it could be something of more serious character a more grounded character if you will like you don't lose that quirkiness which i think is cool because oh, i think nice. there's a lot of times uh you know you can be there are times that i think people try to teach you out of that stuff um and it's it's always interesting and i think that's something i've been looking at of always like okay how do i just keep being myself and not trying to be like this what they expect to be you know what i mean because it's easy to get lost in that sometimes yeah i think i definitely have had parts where i've i got cast one thing specifically you know, I went in not really feeling like I knew what to do with it. And I was like, well, I'm just going to be me. And I got cast and I was like, oh, they must have liked that I did it different than maybe what was on the page or how they imagined it. Yeah. When I got to set, um, the director was like, "Uh, yeah, I don't really like what you're doing. Mm. They didn't say those words, but that was sure. And I really come here, come here, stop what you're doing. I don't like you. I don't like you. I didn't pick you first off. Um, change it. No, it it, it really was a situation where I wanted to be like, did you see that audition? Um, because it seemed like they wanted me to do something like so different than what Mm. Mm -hmm. I thought they had casted me for. And so um that's interesting. i felt like I, I was really disappointed because you know i think as an actor and 
you know, you only get so many parts every so often. And you always want to like feel good about what you're doing and feel proud of it. Mm -hmm. And so for it to be something where you just feel like, oh, I really felt like, you know, I didn't do what I wanted. I don't think I ever gave them what they wanted. And right, so it yeah. felt sort of like this disappointment. Oh, I um, got that. Yeah. That's interesting. Do you have do you have a favorite role you've played so far? I I mean I do. I guess I have a couple. I mean, I really liked um the stripper role from the guest book. <laughs> yeah. Um it was a lot of fun and and I got to do like a little bit of like physical comedy, mm -hmm. which I really enjoyed. And that was also kind of like the first time that I went into audition with the idea of the character mm -hmm. and like having somebody be like, oh, you got the part. I could kind of like go in with a lot of confidence because I already knew they knew what I was going to do. And mm -hmm. I had already made like a specific choice of how this character was going to be. And I could just do it, you know? Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. Um, and kind of like take that ownership over it. Um, that's a fun show too, because I feel like you're one of the few st like static casts that's not rotating. And it's like every, I mean, the guests are coming in and it's like mm -hmm. huge names every time. Like it's brand new, big name people coming on episode to episode, but you're kind of one of the static characters that as a constant in the, that little town. Yeah, it was it was cool because I think I think because of that because they had like guest stars every week and that's where they could get like their name person from that mm -hmm. the reoccurring roles he could cast whoever he wanted mm -hmm. so like all of us that were not everybody I mean Eddie Steeples is in that show and he's like been around forever mm -hmm. um, but everybody else was like you know like me like nobody knows who we are and we're getting to do this stuff um oh but the i was gonna say oh and then i did really love um the roxy glass character that was on agents of shield yeah, yeah. to me that was like my dream role where i get to play a rock and roller it's set in like the 80s and we're fighting killer robots and i'm like oh yeah. my god like that's i would want to do that forever if i could <laughs> that's awesome yeah yeah no, because you have a band, right? You started yeah. a band like several years back, and uh, it's uh, Color TV, right? Yeah. Um, which is that's cool. It's cool. That, like those two worlds found a place to like mesh and, and come together. Yeah, uh, they were they get played on TV. That's awesome. Yeah, because the whole thing is they were looking for somebody who could actually play guitar for that yeah. part because yeah. he wanted it to look realistic. Mm -hmm. Um. So I had to like go into the audition and like play a song and stuff. And um, which was like, yeah, I, I, I'll play shows and stuff when I with my band and everything. Um, but when it's like me in front of the camera and like the casting director there, I was like so tense and I was yeah. like, oh, God, they're like, come on, give us a riff. And you're like, yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> did I do it? I messed right. up. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think it's great though. I think it, I always think it's interesting when people have like special talents outside of acting and stuff and it comes into play, like, like playing the guitar or the piano and all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh man, I wish I could pick up the piano. And it's not that easy. It's not that. <laughs> never too late. Never, never too, too late. late. Never too late. 
I, I dabbled with it. It's not, <laughs> it's not going to be for me. Um, but it's, it, it's neat. And I think it's also like important for as like an actor and comedians and things like that to like always push yourself and, and have other skills. Cause people are constantly like asking, all right, what else can you do? You know what? Like, and I think that in that particular case, Wolf drew a role, which I've seen a few times. Uh, I watched another guy from one of my classes who plays the violin and he, mm. that was his role. He played the, you know, uh, got cast in a lot of ways for playing the violin. Um, it also came up for you in the Mindy project. And I don't know if that was, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that had nothing to do with you getting booked, but was that a conversation of like, Hey, can you play this? So I know, I don't know. Maybe Chris told me that is that is, I think if they cast somebody on the show, they kind of like research them and they're like, oh, what can they do? Or can we yeah. incorporate something? Mm -hmm. So I think they already knew that, yeah, I did music. I could play the guitar or whatever. So they wrote that into the show because they're like, yeah. oh, we can use this. Yeah. Which is, I'm finding out more and more. And I'm like just watching it in different shows and stuff and, mm -hmm. and then seeing like examples like this where, yeah, you get in there and they're always like, what can you do? And you know, we watched um, uh, the, the Devil Show, Lucifer, and uh, <laughs> which is a fantastic show. Uh, but like, he plays the piano and like he sings, and it's like it's fantastic, and it's just like an <laughs> awesome layer to what you can do. So it's like it's always cool when people can bring those outside talents in, um, and just always finding. I don't think music's gonna be mine. I got to figure out something else. I feel like I'm athletic which oh, yeah. can come into things. Um, my agent was like, recently, he's like, do you do MMA? And I was like, <laughs> no, but I will try. I, learn. I will figure it out. So I just started working out incessantly. And I was like, come on, I've got to beef up. And then it never came through. So I'm just slightly more in shape than I was last week for no reason. Um, but uh, like, I feel like that's, if, if I had to bring in something, it would be athletic stuff and, at one point, Ashley had gotten me into doing uh, gymnastics as like a side activity because she used to do nice. that. Um, and so just like just trying out different things of like what other skills can I bring to the table? Because I think it's, you know, it, it, you never know when it's going to come up. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, I try to get up and ski once a year just to like be like, hey, I can ski. You know? Yeah, I can ski most of the way down and then I'll roll the rest of the way. I, uh, I was in a movie where like, I had to have a chainsaw, like chainsaw log for like 10 seconds. Yeah. And so for a long time on my resume, I put chainsaw. So <laughs> I'm like, I did it. I can do it. Yeah. And then of course, like 10 years later, after never touching a chainsaw again, I was like, I gotta take that off. That's gonna right. get me killed. The special skills section is always like the weirdest, fu fuzziest stuff where you're like, you're always stretching it. You're never, it's never quite what it is. I'm like, yeah, I can, I can drive a jet ski. I did it like, a, like 10 years ago, you know, like once. Right. Um, I'm like, yeah, I can drive a boat. Like I did as a, like, I don't know. It's just like, they're years away. Um, but it is funny. Like, I feel like you don't always expect those things to come up, but it's cool when they do. 
Yeah. Um, and I think it's like important for a lot of people to go out and figure out a special skill, join a band. Um, <laughs> even if it's a marching band, I don't know. <laughs> Did you know how to rollerblade for your, your rollerblade role? Like, were you pretty proficient in uh, proficient rollerblade? <laughs> That's a weird way to put it. Are you proficient um, in rollerblading? Um, it was actually roller skating. skating it's a yes. big difference. I guess um, it is. I feel like we've all been to a, a roller <laughs> rink at some point. Uh, no, they asked in the audition. They were like, uh, you know, say you're how comfortable you are on skates. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I go to the roller skating rink maybe once or twice a year. Yeah. So it's like, I, I know how I can put them on and skate around. Yeah. So it wasn't necessary for the role. And then after, when I got it, they were like, hey, buy some roller skates. We'll reimburse you practice. And I yeah. was like, oh, thank God. Um, yeah. And so then I was able to practice for like two weeks or something beforehand. Right. And then, um, when we got there, they kind of most of in the episode, most of it is the stunt double because oh. they everybody except for me and the other like girl in the scene who I had dialogue with, all the other girls were actual roller derby people gotcha and so oh, well. most of it is um the stunt doubles and the actual roller derby mm -hmm. um but they did like some cheat shots where like we're sort of on this other level of the track well it's not even on the track mm -hmm. and so we skated a lot slower and the camera followed us i think they used like one close-up of me actually on the skates yeah and everything and else was a double it up <laughs> well, like, speed it up in post she's flying <laughs> <laughs> right and we're yeah. i mean we're wearing masks during because yeah. it takes place now so it's yeah. like they had so much more opportunity to fake it than uh, if we weren't because yeah. I'm like, that is not me. And it's like half of the roller skating. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. But you do go, you go roller skating on your own, like once or twice a year still? Yeah. I mean, not last year. Um, well, yeah, but. Yeah, I would say, cool. I, I would say at least once a year. Yeah. Maybe twice. Um, and now I, like I have that... my, now I have my own skates, so I can just Hell yeah. that you were reimbursed whatever. for. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's, uh, it was like the most exciting. I'm like, I got free skates. <laughs> I got free skates. Yeah. No, you were on TV with Rob Lowe. No, I got free skates. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I don't think I've been roller skating in forever. That was like the thing to do in like middle school was like totally birthday parties at the ring. Oh, birthday parties all the yeah. time. And you'd like, go down on one knee and you skate like whoa like one like you yeah you know i you didn't just, do that you squat and you you jump like a this high off the ground and you were on top of the wall oh man man no okay <laughs> it wasn't i'm not i'm not bragging but it was okay no, i'm just kidding <laughs> Oh man, I haven't been in a while though. That's cool. I didn't gotta get back out there. I should. That would be like a fun throwback thing to do. Um I've been ice skating since like, I feel like that's a fun thing to do occasionally, but uh, I don't even know where a roller rink is. That's fantastic. There's a great one in Glendale called Moonlight Rollerway. If I had to guess anywhere it would be, it would be Glendale. I don't know there's, why. There's like, there's some in Long Beach. There's like there? several options. Okay. I yeah, don't know but why. I just like one probably to us. The yeah. Glendale. No, it's super cool. Um, yeah, I feel like. I have to go now. Now I'm going to go I'm going to throw back. There's, I hope they, they have, only 
I hope they haven't updated their playlists, though. I hope it's still like. Well, they have different nights, but one night is Tuesday night or whatever's organ night, and somebody plays a live organ while you roller skate. How interesting. Yeah. I never would have expected organ night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of, all the, of all the things, of all the nights you could do, church organ. Yeah. Uh, it's great. That's fantastic. Um, very cool. Very cool. Um, now I'm always fascinated because I feel like we, again, we come from, uh, I would say like a comedy background. Um, and I've like me, I've always, I came from sketch and then improv and then got into stand up and this and that. Uh, and then, you know, started then focusing later on like, I should do more acting classes and things like that. Um, do you like, I'm always curious to pick other people's brains who are comedians slash actors, uh, in whatever order you want to put that but um like how much do, do you stay in class often is that a thing you um like do you get into a lot of acting classes or do you rely a lot on your improv chops and uh performing in other ways so oh, when i was for a while um like when i first moved out here probably a right when I moved out here or maybe within a year or something, I was like, okay, I need to get into, I want to get into some classes or whatever. So I did all the UCB stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also went to like, uh, an acting teacher who did basically like, um, private classes. Well, it was you and you had an acting partner, you would do scenes mm -hmm. and he would yeah. also do like an audition class where you, he would give you an audition and you would practice auditioning. Yeah. Um, and I probably did that. I probably was in his doing that class for at least like two or three years or something, as well as the UCB stuff. And then I stopped for a while um, and was thinking, always thinking about getting back into it, but I haven't since then. Pro yeah, probably for like six years or something. Although it's yeah. always something I think about. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, for whatever reason, I just haven't. And I've definitely noticed though, like when we were doing improv classes and just like as our improv group performing all the time, mm -hmm. um, that I was much better at like improv like in actual acting situations like yeah. i i feel like i'm definitely like have lost some of that um yeah. and i'm like dang like i feel like i need to get back into that to keep like sharp well it's it's i don't know it, it's interesting and this is i feel like there's no right or wrong obviously like you're doing a lot right so uh <laughs> i almost feel like i fl like i flipped it if, if if i could do it again i would probably put more of these classes up front having and i think i you know I, I dabbled in some classes here and there and i feel like i've really hit it the last two or three years and really like gotten into class and really because i feel like there's such a foundation for just like breaking down scripts and stuff like that but i think uh improv and staying in in some of that realm also goes back to what i was talking about earlier in terms of you learn to play yourself really well I think in, in just doing like improv and stuff, because it's just you and you get into a rhythm of like, oh, this is what I do well. This is what, you know, mm -hmm. works for me. Uh, and you're not thinking about putting on other characters so much. You're just 
playing yourself in different roles, mm-hmm. which I think translates really well too. Where I think I've been in some classes, uh, some not every class is made equal. Uh, yeah. I've been in some. <laughs> I mean, just to be straight up, but I think there are some where of like that I've had the personality taken out of my acting in oh. acting classes by trying to like, no, no, it's supposed to be done this way, this way. And I'm like, I know, but then I don't feel like I'm me anymore. Like, I don't feel uh-huh. like I'm my personality. I'm just putting on this character. And then, you know, there are other classes that are great and, and don't do that. But that's why I say like, I think it is almost nice to have done it the way you did it in the way you had done it up top, gotten that foundation and then mm-hmm. done the improv afterwards. Um, but it's just always, again, there's no, there's no right or wrong. I see people, yeah. I see people who've taken no classes ever and who are booking like crazy, you know, and, and yeah. just did comedy. And, you know, there are standups who, and, and improvisers who've never taken an acting class in their life, you know? And I think I've, I've had a few people like that on here and they're like, yeah, I've never taken one. I've just done <laughs> improv. And I'm like, yeah, there's no right or wrong. It's just always fascinating to kind of see where people, a lot of what I like to, to do on this, uh, this show as well is just kind of explore like different paths and, mm-hmm. you know, the approach that different people take. And because uh, there's no right or wrong, everybody's kind of making their own way. And it's just interesting to see what's worked for some people and what, you know, what other people are doing. Uh, but I definitely think it's helped with learning how to memorize and learning how to just analyze scripts. Um, but after that, it's just, yeah, figure out how to be you. Figure <laughs> yeah. out how to be you. That's all. Um, and it's working out for you. You I mean, you're, yeah, you're on a roll. Um, now, I, I'd love to pick your brain on on something because you also have, you have a unique thing where you have um, some of the best reps in the in the let's say country in the world now <laughs> no you've you had like no but you you you've uh have a fantastic team around you um and uh and i'm just like it's always fascinating to see like how how that develops um i want to say the management came first for you yeah was it, and, and you've been with them a while then right was that yeah i think maybe like uh like nine years wow i see i don't yeah. i don't think i realized it was that long i thought it was almost yeah i think maybe. it was like three years i mean it took like three years after i moved out here wow yeah that's awesome yeah was there was there something like a standout thing that that made that jump for you to to uh into a management company like that was it previous uh things you had booked was it your uh festival stuff that you'd done like well, I think I, I think that I the the timing was I lucked out on the timing because you know I moved here and I had done the thing like I, I didn't know how to get an agent or manager. I was asking some people I knew, but I didn't know a a ton of actors that were living out here and working. Um, so, you know, I got some book and was like sending out headshots or whatever. Mm-hmm. You never heard anything at all from that. Right. Um, so. But we've all done it. We've yes. all, we've all I mean, spent like hundreds got, of dollars making it like, like these printouts and mail. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what else are you going to do? You have to try yeah. something. Yeah. Um, so, uh, oh, I had I had made a friend out here who 
was uh, he had recently moved out here too, and he was starting a comedy show, and so he was getting people to come um, perform at his stand-up show, and kind of like just his friends or whoever. And I was like, "Yeah, I can make up a act to do on your show." Mm-hmm. Um, and it also ha- happened to be the same time that Chris and I were putting on our um, Buzz and Diane nineteen seventies yeah um and so i did his stand-up show and he had a manager mm-hmm. and she happened to be at, at that stand-up show and she was like oh i would love to talk more to you and find mm-hmm. out what you're all about i didn't even know who she was at the time and i was just like who is this why do they want to get to know that's like a weird way to put it like yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know who it was anyways i found out whatever and um that same week that she saw me on on the show chris and i were also doing our uh show at ucb so it looked like i had a lot going on even though it's like those might have been the only things i did that year i can't remember but it was all happening at the same time and you know she saw both of those things and she was like yeah well why don't we like try sending you out and see what happens um and then you know i did that i tested for the mini project that year and so Mm -hmm. it was like oh okay we'll keep you for now because it seems like you got something yeah um and then for for a while i wish i had sort of recognized this like earlier is um because you know i do write and i do make my own stuff mm-hmm. but i guess i'm not a person who's like always writing something and being like oh this is gonna be a tv show i'm gonna send out and try and sell i'm just yeah. more like writing my own stuff that i'm gonna make myself totally yep. and so um i wasn't getting a ton of auditions at this time and um my manager was like well we want to uh, get you an agent who's going to represent you across the board. So mm-hmm. they'll represent you for writing too. Because um, they de- dealt with a lot of like comedians mostly who mm-hmm. would do that. Um, but that wasn't, and, and in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do more writing and stuff. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. But that didn't really happen. So <laughs> finally, at a point, they were like, we're just going to get you an agent for acting. Yeah. And so that probably was like even three years after that, where I got an agent. Right. Isn't it funny? Like, I, I love the pandemic has opened up so many people's minds to where everybody was like, I'm going to write a feature film. And then now we have all the time in the world and people are like, <laughs> I will never write a feature film. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. To... It's hard. I've written, I mean... I've written pilots. I've, I've written the half hour pilots but never a feature. I, um, I always... I've written lots of features, but they're only like 30 pages long. Yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mini features. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Now, now curious, did when, um, with this manager, did, was she a young manager when you met her? Yeah, she's, yeah. I mean, I think she might be the same age as me or she might be like a year older or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a great way to go though. I mean, I think, growing with uh young young management is such a a, a great way in um mm-hmm. and it's funny like i've i've had that experience and I've, I've now talked to several people on here who've had a similar experience of like 
yeah, there's young, hungry uh, managers in, in other, um, you know, in, in bigger agents or big, bigger companies uh, or bigger agencies, depending on, you know, who you're reaching out to. Um, but it's such a great way to go. And um, I actually had a similar story of like meeting somebody through a stand-up show and, mm-hmm. you know, and getting picked up that way and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's fascinating. And the timing was great. Yeah. Cause you guys had your buzz and Diane. Um, yeah. But you guys have, you've always been proactive though and and creating your own stuff, which is something I also like to always promote on this podcast because I think I was like being, bringing on independent creators. Cause I think that's such a big part of it. Um, and your, your, the buzz and Diane show that you're mentioning was a UCB spank show, correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, and then you guys did two more of those afterwards and he, many of those got a run where you got to do it several times. Mm-hmm. Um, which was awesome. Like, and it's, and it's such great exposure that way. Uh, and, and you get to invite management and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you and Chris wrote all three of those, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and like the third one, Mindy Kaling and her producers and stuff came too. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's insane. Um, but then, so you like, what, what made you guys want to do an on stage, a live show compared to some of the independent film stuff you'd been doing? Like why, I guess maybe it's, well, you can go go ahead. Well, I don't know. I think that for whatever reason, I mean, we never discussed doing it any other way. Um, I think um, it just made sense, I guess, for what we wanted to do just felt, more like uh yeah a little live play you know totally um, i mean i don't know that it would have i mean to, to try to do that on film in any way would have been a, a bigger budget and costumes i mean just locations yeah, just and things bigger, like that so a yeah production a whole different feel versus yeah. like seeing a live thing yeah which was i mean and it it was great uh, i love that outlet i love being a part of it um yeah. playing a little bartender and stuff but uh <laughs> And Nancy, Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys, what a great combination. Uh, and then they came out with the Hardy Boys TV show. And I was like, Chris and Tipper <laughs> got robbed. <laughs> um, tragedy. Tragedy. Um, but it's always cool. Like you're always creating stuff, which is neat. Um, now, are you still, are you, when, when you talk about writing and doing your own indie stuff, are you still, are you on the writing side of that a lot of times? Or are you mostly working as an actor with, with people, you know, um, I guess it, I guess it's both. Um, I mean, for me, it, for me, it's always been hard, like motivating myself to sit down and actually start writing something or working on something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like a couple years ago, I was just like, I have to do something because I just feel, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm just wasting away, not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to make one video a week um, that I'm not going to put too much pressure on myself. It's just to like do something. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do one video a week for like, you know, I don't know what it was, 10 weeks or something like that. Right. Um and that like kind of really helped me in a way sort of i don't know being like okay i can do it 
and it was fun and I would just post them online and like people got a kick out of them or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, and so then I kind of did that again, but then I was like, okay, I'm going to spend a little bit more time instead of being an exercise of trying to do one thing a week, Mm -hmm. I'm going to, um, make like 10 of these things, but spend a little bit more time with it or whatever and try some different stuff. Um, and, and then I guess like, well, a year and a half ago, I was like, okay, I'm making these things at home that are just uh, on my video camera. It's just me doing everything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but I feel like I kind of, if I want to go any further with this, I gotta like step it up somehow. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do a short film, like legit try and do something that I would be like, this is me and I feel proud of it and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so like, I finally did it and did like a Kickstarter for it and, um, shot it and had like actual crew and somebody else was operating the camera and, um, and you know, made it and, and I'm like, okay, like I can, I think in my head, I always think it's like, I can't do it. It's going to be like too hard or not too hard even, but just like, like, it's a commitment. I mean, it's a big, like, once you get into it, you gotta, you gotta do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just the thing of being like, oh, and like, oh, who's going to want to even be a part of this. And Mm -hmm. like, just all that self doubt stuff of being like, there's no way I can do this. I'm not good enough or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time being like, but I have to do it. Yeah. So, um, the the one you're talking about is, is is that crude oil or is that? No, that was, that one I just, uh, acted in. Got it. Yeah. Um, so this was one that I wrote and directed and acted in. Yeah, which super cool. I just I've just recently finished it, so it's like I'm sending it to festivals or whatever, and it'll be yeah. online at some point. Um, nice. And so, yeah, that was that really helped just to get me being like, okay, that I want to, you know, what can what's the next thing I can work on and do, and just yeah. helped motivate me in that um but yeah also i mean my friend chris who did crude oil the short you mentioned you know he's somebody who's always writing and stuff so he'll send me like whatever script he's working on and um, yeah and a lot of times like probably like half the time you know i'll get a part or something just through somebody i know and doesn't even have to do anything with my agent or manager yeah that's such a big thing uh, yeah it's just networking and just like and not just networking to network uh and not just to like show face but like building up building out those relationships and stuff with people um i think is important and uh yeah you just never know where that's gonna go you know and it's yeah. nice that you're not always having to create all of your own stuff so you can just pop into somebody else's stuff that you know um yeah, it I is, said, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, even like the sketch stuff and stuff, you know, that you mentioned, like people don't always realize how many hours go into that stuff. And yeah, I mean, you, um, yeah, this the the videos that you and Ashley do are like, I mean, that must take it, a ton of time. I don't think several hours. Think, 
Yeah, yeah. I don't think it, people it, think about it when you're shooting it, and it's like, oh, it's this two minute uh, sketch video. But I mean, I think it's obvious at least when I watch them. I'm like, yeah. no, they spent a lot of time on this, and they probably took hours to do this two minute thing. Yeah. yeah, totally. And then, and then, like this past year, we started dabbling with like special effects, and people were like more of that and i'm like that takes so much longer <laughs> oh my god i have to like learn how to do the special effect and then it oh my god it's like eight hours of editing for a one minute video you know it's like yeah it's wild uh, but, but shorts are something i've always been interested in but that again that's like a whole nother thing and it's like well, who's, yeah. who's gonna watch that and like you know like i know you just it's a it's a it's another step um, I think, and I don't know if this is uh, how you feel too. I mean, I mean, one thing is, is also like, well, there's so much, uh, waiting time. Like I learned like, well, I can't just like wait around for like one audition to show up every three months or something. Right. And I'm like, I just got to write stuff for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, because no one else is doing it, you know? Yeah. So that's... And you just, you never know where some of that stuff's going to go too. Yeah. I mean, you look at, you know, some of the stuff that Chad's doing uh, with his group um, and, and the, the clowning group and stuff and like their stuff is getting made, you know? Yeah. And it's just started... Uh, have you seen his little, his Two Pink Doors? No. Uh, show? Uh, and, and like cake and all that, like that's all coming out of his clowning group. And uh, oh, wow. you should check it out. Uh, Two I'll Pink Doors on Hulu. It's and it's like it's the tiniest like it's I mean actually they have a pretty decent budget but it, it's a fascinating little show but it's just like yeah the more you create you just never know when yeah. it might turn into something you know even if it's just like a digital series or something these days with so many mm -hmm. outlets um you just never know but it's it's the same thing I'm like I can't sit still in between yeah audition to audition you know you just you never know when that next thing is gonna come and you kind of just have to you gotta stay busy with something i would i'd probably lose my mind if I oh wasn't. totally if i didn't yeah if i wasn't interested in making stuff or playing music and it was just like all just about waiting for acting job to come i mean i would go crazy yeah yeah, yeah. um which is a, a now this is an interesting thing i'm because of I, i'd love to pick your brain on this because i've been talking to a couple other acting buddies too and like um now, last last I heard, you work at the Improv. That was years ago now, so I don't know. And obviously, the Improv is closed at this point. Yeah. Um, do you like you have found uh, a level of success and like consistency and re recurring roles and things like that? Do you what? Uh, do you still like pick up little things during the downtime to like stay busy, like like fun side hustles that you may do to like. Um... Everybody wants to think as soon as you book your first job, you're quitting the day job and you're right. out. And like, you know, I have another buddy who's he's like, I didn't work. Uh, he he worked for like eight years straight. And then in 2019, he didn't work once. Yeah. You know? And so do you ever find it tricky trying to balance that of like, I'm doing really well. You know, I want to I want to never work again. But like, I only want to do this. But also just finding maybe fun gigs to like keep you busy in the downtime. Well, I mean, for so I only quit the improv about a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
at that, I mean, cause it was, it was always like one of my big goals was like not to have to have a day job anymore. Right. Um, I think, and that, which, I think that's everybody's, everybody's goal is like, I don't want to work for anybody else. I yeah. want to work. Well, yeah. Unless you have like a job you love, you know, a right, day right, job totally. that you love. Which, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so, but this is the thing I didn't, I wish somebody had told me this earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why I didn't think of it is I didn't know as an actor after an acting job's done that you can get unemployment. Right. Yep. So I didn't know that. I think only just because like acting seemed different than a regular job. So mm -hmm. I didn't think it would work that way. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, because when I was on the Mindy project in the guest book, I still had my job at the improv. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't, uh, you know, I would take maybe like two weeks off right. at a time or whatever. And they were cool with that, which was great. Mm -hmm. um, but it would be funny because I remember somebody who was a writer on the Mindy Project came into the, who's also a comic, came in to perform. And he was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I was like, the Mindy Project is going to be over in two weeks. Right. And I have nothing after yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I remember even somebody like, coming up to the I worked in the box office and like a fan of the show came up and they were like oh my gosh why are you here and I and her boyfriend was like nudged her like uh maybe don't say that and I was right. like I don't know what to tell you yep I mean like um, that's kind of the reality of it though is that yeah. and that so many working actors uh still I mean there's still time in between gigs and stuff that like you know, you, I know there's people doing like photography on the side and, you know, yeah. they're doing headshots to do. They have like a side business of sorts, um, you know, whether it is there, there's always like another side hustle with a lot of it until you really like, you know, yeah. kind of consistent work where you're always working. Um, it seems uh, like and I did. I don't think I ever realized that concept until more recently mm -hmm. of like, oh, just because I like book something doesn't mean I'm done. Like I got to keep finding, you know, you might, you might be able to do more, um, more fun gigs for less money or something. Right. You know? uh, takes a little bit of pressure off, but until you're really working super consistently, you know, yeah, you're going to have some kind of side gig. Yeah. I, and so when I found out about the unemployment thing option, yeah. I was like, well, Okay, I would say that I've booked at this time, I was like, I've booked two at least two things a year for the last three years. Mm -hmm. And between that and unemployment, I could probably leave the job and be okay. Right. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to try it. I'd worked there for seven years. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, I'm going to try it. And so it's been okay so far, mm -hmm. but now I'm like, I don't know how this year is going to go. Yeah. You know? I mean, that, and I mean, that's... I didn't, same with last year, we shot that the 911 episode in the pandemic, but, mm -hmm. um, and I had had one other thing in February of that year, but that was it for the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I mean, still, you know, two, two things oh, in no. a year is like, a, yeah, I, that's, I, I it, yeah. But, but just like, there's probably a lot of people who are like, two and then it's like no that's that's a good you know 
That's a good year. And these are network shows. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was, a, it was definitely a good year. Yeah. Two's good. Two's yeah. very oh, good. Right. Right. I'm just I putting mean, it out there for other people who may be like, twice. you work twice. And they're like, yeah, that's a, that's a good that's, year. Yeah. That's a, yeah, of course me, I want more. That's a but, good year. That's a good yeah. Year. Um, that's funny. Have you broken into the commercial world? I know we have like the same commercial rep. Oh I yeah, know. I forgot we do. Yeah, Gosh, we no, I got. Our, we haven't had our holiday party in. No. <laughs> our our, our only, COVID holiday party, you know. I've only done one commercial, and it was like ten years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Same with um, I, I have a voiceover agent, and I get sent a lot of auditions but i've booked only the very first audition i went on i booked like this was also like five years ago yeah was um, that adventure time was that no see i had a friend who worked on that show oh my gosh how awesome and so i and um so i got to do that twice from a friend and then i got to do another uh like netflix animation thing through another friend look at that oh my god it's but, all about networking guys I, yeah. yeah so it's like um otherwise i haven't i'm like they're gonna drop me i haven't booked i how do i get a, a gig you're right you're right <laughs> totally um that's funny so are you doing but you have a voiceover agent now sending it yeah. out for that? yeah um which I thought, because I thought that like that was going to be the thing during the pandemic. Um, and I saw like some voiceover commercials opportunities coming through our agent and stuff. And like, I was like, oh, cool. This is going to be like the thing of the year. And then it like right. dropped off immediately. <laughs> and people are like, figured out how to shoot in person again. And oh, just right. do it COVID friendly. And I feel like voiceover stuff dipped away for a little bit, at least in like in that commercial sense or whatever but yeah most of the stuff i get sent is like a, for video game or animation yeah super which cool. i don't think they they haven't had to like stop because it's all yeah you don't have to do it in person i thought everything was going to be animated in 2021 <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i was like i was like they're gonna there's no way they're gonna film everything's gonna be animation i start i'm, I'm gonna learn to draw <laughs> i didn't yeah. i didn't go that far but i did i did pick up uh you know stuff like this like you know just uh more voiceover stuff that i'd always wanted to do yeah kind of gave me more of a reason to jump in and do it um but yeah that's super cool yeah you I mean you got to find ways to just keep putting as many feelers out in different directions though mm -hmm. just to like try to keep those jobs coming in um but that's cool. That's always fun too. Do you like like have you so you said you've gotten to work in VO yet, or you more um, just started recently? No, I mean uh, I did one commercial like ten years ago. Yeah, a, a radio commercial for the Georgia Lottery. That is so funny. Can I tell you? That's like real quick. That's yeah. Because we when we were in Georgia, this yeah. is and people in Georgia might hate to hear this, but it's the it's the truth. It's like when we were when we were there and we were trying to decide like man should we stay out here or should you know should we go back to LA because I think in our minds it was always like kind of a temporary move of like let's test it out let's see how mm -hmm. it is let's uh move closer to where I'm from and stuff for a little bit uh we got to audition we got to do a lot of stuff that was really great but I'll never forget that like seeing that somebody for the Georgia lottery maybe it was you it was 
was booked <laughs> from Los Angeles. And we were like, what's the, you know what? What's the yeah. point? Like well, if you're booking your own state lottery out of your state, <laughs> what are we doing here? That might've been the straw that broke the camel's back of like, we don't have to be here. We can go to LA and still book Georgia lottery. So. Oh man. I mean, uh, when I, this was, I don't know if you were still there or not. Cause this was, well, two years ago, my friend oh, was shooting a, uh, pilot for adult swim that mm -hmm. shot in georgia mm. and me and two other people from <laughs> la and one oh, from you know i think four of us yeah. went to georgia to shoot it yeah i mean i can't tell did you, you how many... did you know it did you notice a difference were you, were you getting to go out on more stuff or was there not i went out a ton i went out yeah. and, and i was going out more there than i had ever gone out in LA at that time. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm starting to go out more and more here now. But at the time, for whatever reason, I just I wasn't getting out theatrically, I was getting out commercially, and was starting to catch some rhythm doing that. But I really wasn't getting out theatrically and which was part of the move of like, hey, let's see if we can, you know, dive into the smaller market, get you know, work and get some credits and stuff. <clears throat> and um, yeah, we got to audition a lot and stuff. But I just noticed more and more and I think it was changing as we were there, mm -hmm. <clears throat> where um, a lot of a lot of things were that were getting booked out of Atlanta were starting to get go back to L.A. and New York actors, uh, just based on the training and experience that people are getting in those bigger markets. It was starting to make a shift again, and we were like, you know, well, this is probably we're just getting a lot of signs that that yeah. that was the time to go back. And you know, also the longer we were gone, the more connections we start to you know dissipate out here and so mm -hmm. it was kind of just the right time for us to move back and be able to pick up where we left off a little easier um but it was i mean i, I can't tell you how many people i saw friend, tons of friends booking from la oh my for georgia projects and flying out and being like hey can we stay with you guys we booked something and i'm like okay cool and you know they, they're booking tons of stuff out there it's you know it's a great market for what it is but I wasn't able to audition for stuff in LA from Atlanta, but I can audition from here for Atlanta stuff. Oh, you know wow. I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just realizing some of those things was kind of the tipping point of like, this is fun, but I, I think LA is the place we need to be. Yeah. So, um, so we're happy to be back. You know, everybody, everybody's got their own choice and their own path. And I you know, uh, <laughs> I, I loved our time there, but we are yeah. happy to be back in LA and, you know, reconnecting with people like this. So, um, and even, you know, during the pandemic, this has been an awesome opportunity to reconnect with people, uh, you know, that haven't been able to see in a while and kind of see what everybody's up to and celebrate everybody's success and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think this has been super cool. It's been fun to watch. Like, you know, you guys, uh, you and, you know, some other friends and stuff like have been really, staying busy through the pandemic. And I think that's been uh, inspiring and motivating for a lot of people. Because, uh, you know, I think there was a time, especially in the beginning, where you start to feel like, well, everything's shut down. What are we going to do? Yeah. And you see start people starting to work and you're like, oh, oh, okay, this is, let, let's, you know, buckle down. Let's do this, you know. Um, but it's cool to see some people thriving through it. So very cool. Yeah. That, uh trying to yeah yeah but well. i mean i think i mean like i was saying like i always see 
how you guys are making those videos. And to me, I'm like, oh, they're just like, make so consistent at like putting out these videos and like, yeah, I always think that's something I'm like, yeah, I just gotta remember, just like yeah. keep doing your own stuff and like gotta stay making moving. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And again, like, like you said, it's easier than ever, you know, to just pick up a camera and start shooting and yeah. Uh, you know, without having to have a whole crew and stuff. And I think, yeah, you know, you just kind of do what you can right now and keep moving and have fun and keep the wheels turning. But um, yeah, but it's been awesome. Uh, you know, it's been awesome following everybody's success and, and, and yours in particular. And it's been fun to be able to have some downtime to be able to catch up on some of the projects that, that I had missed along the way and being like, oh yeah, this is, yeah, <laughs> you know, this, this is awesome to see. Um, so yeah, and, and and I thank you for coming on and, and catching up and, and sharing your story with everybody. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. It's fun talking with you. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll do it again soon. Yeah. Uh until then, we'll keep a lookout for the next project. Uh, but um everybody can check out uh now your your Instagram is is just at Tipper Newton, right? That's all yeah, that's, that's it. All. You got and I'll put it down in the bottom, but that way people can like check out you know some of your your work like i said like mindy yeah. project guest book 911 lone star because there's two of them <laughs> right. uh, and uh among many other uh just so many fun roles and stuff but definitely check your check her stuff out and uh you know we look forward to seeing what's next and uh hopefully getting to all catch up and maybe do some shows again it's yeah. whenever this all Someday. goes away um looking forward to that so thank you tipper and uh we will talk to you again soon Talk soon. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for tuning in to A Bit Unraveled. I'm Ryan Hansinger. We'll see you next week. <laughs>